Hey everybody, uh, that is right. Welcome back to the December podcast yep. of the Bow Fishing Buzz Schmitty. Mm-hmm. Episode 72. Epi 72. Christmas is right around the corner, Schmitty. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And you know what they say. Right around the corner. Nothing makes anyone happier than waking up on Christmas morning and seeing AMS or Megamouth Bowfishing gear under the tree. I prefer it in my stocking. Oh, okay. Either or. <laughs> both both is better than one. Yeah. 100% yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Guaranteed. But for those that aren't watching the podcast, Schmitty, you've got on some new a new t-shirt. Yes. We've got a couple different colors in that, and we got another black one. A uh, different one, yeah. And you've got on a very cool sweatshirt. I like this. That's one of our. That's one of my favorite ones. And, and just yes. for everybody listening, we just I think yesterday, maybe Monday, we I think got Monday. We got in our 2024 apparel. Right. Our merch drop yeah. came in here. We've got, um, and I'm sure you'll flash some pictures up on the screen yep. for the video portion. But Matt's got our new fish fighter hoodie on. I've got one of the retro right. fish shirts on. This is a russet Rustic. color. Yep. Um, it's kind of like a reddish brown, and we also have this one available in orange. And I'm trying to think what the other color is. Orange. Kind of grayish. And a heather navy is the yeah, color. Yeah, with the white retro fish yep. logo. I love the retro fish. That's one of my favorite logos that we've had over the years. Yeah. yeah. The and retro fish. I'm trying to think the other two. We've got seven total. So three of these. And then one a black those, one. We've got a black fish fighter shirt, which is very similar right. to the sweatshirt that you have on. Yeah. And we also have two new shield shirts. They've yep. got the AMS shield on there in, right. in brown and olive. I like the, those shield shirts, Matt. They, they've got a couple phrases on them. One of them is AMS bow fishing quality since 1979, of course. Mm-hmm. Another one is carp live in fear, mm-hmm. and the bottom one is small town proud. <laughs> That's right. So I think that those are all very cool, cool phrases to have Absolutely. on those shirts. It kind of sums up exactly what we're what we're all about here. Small so. town proud. Yeah, family owned. Yeah, I mean, if you uh, you know Stratford is, I'm thinking we got a whopping population. Are we up to 1,300 people total? I think it now? might be 13. Yeah, so we're just like growing that. like crazy. But yeah. yeah, we are definitely small town <laughs> proud. So love it. Like very I say, cool. my Traffic jam happens mm-hmm. in the fall. Yep. You know what they are. Yep. A big old tractor. Yep. Combine. Yeah. Went on the road. Or, or the Amish buggy. Yep. That's why I like That's whenever. That's our combine. That's our traffic jams. And I'm sure you've, you experience. I'm trying to think where I was this fall. A, a, a sales meeting of some kind, and I had to drive to MSP. And MSP going into the airport was all under construction. Nice. I, I like, I, I don't know how people can do it to be honest with you I don't to deal do with that, that every traffic day. every day oh every, my gosh. every day of their life yeah 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 props to you but man i just you, can't do it you could have the urban jungle yeah not yep. for this guy yep 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 mm-hmm. well first of all Shmidi, i want to wish all of our listeners out there coming up here a very yeah. merry christmas mm-hmm. and a happy new year yeah. because it's a great time of year yep yes, you it know is. it's a wonderful time of year uh, to be happy and and with the new year coming, maybe you have some bow fishing resolutions. Oh, that's actually that'd be a good one to do in January. We could have our bow fishing yeah. resolutions. That'd be a cool mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, shoot a bigger fish than Matt. That'll be my resolution. <laughs> <laughs> first, there's a first for everything, I guess. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, and mm-hmm. to go along with what you said there, Matt, we just want to thank all of you guys who have either yeah. listened or watched the podcast. Um, I'm kind of big into the numbers aspect of things, analytics and whatnot. And yeah. one thing that's really hard to judge with podcasts from a standpoint of, of hosting one is when you put a, a podcast out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, wherever you're listening to these podcasts, you don't get views. You don't like, uh, I shouldn't say that you don't, you don't get a number of views. Of course you get listens and whatever, but you don't right. get to go into a podcast and go, Oh, look, 10,000 people listen to this. It's, like on YouTube where it says how many right. people watch the YouTube. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You just get a downloads number. So I've been trying to crunch some numbers as far as, you know, and not, not, not everybody downloads right. podcasts. I, I don't, I listen mm. to podcasts every day. I don't download them. I just, right. I just stream them and it listen takes to up them. space on your phone. Yeah. A lot. If you're not right. paying attention, it takes up a lot of space. Right. 
Um, and I was just doing some numbers and crunching some numbers based off some other podcasts. And um, Buzzsprout is where we host it through. And according to Buzzsprout, we are in the top 10% of all podcasts based off of our weekly downloads. And for a bow fishing specific podcast, we never thought that it was exactly. going to get this big. And we just thank you guys so right. much. I mean, Absolutely. obviously this is all because of you guys. We appreciate you guys listening. We love talking to you guys. So just big old thank you. That yeah. is that is just wild to think right. about. Because trust me, if we didn't have good ratings and people weren't listening, we would not be doing this. No, we wouldn't be able to come up here and the talk. The owners of, of AMS Bow Fishing would say, we can't pay you guys just to sit up there and talk. Right, right, and understandably so. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, thank you guys. That's uh, that's just really cool that we're, right. we've gotten to be the size that we are. So. Right. And and going off that same uh, topic there, Derek. Um, a little shout out here to Chris Anglin. He sent us a message um, on our AMS Facebook page, and uh, he had, it was a little logo. Okay. From Spotify. Yep. And it said that he has listened to up. To 1,004 minutes of the Bowfishing Buzz podcast. Oh my gosh. And he's a top 10% fan. Sure. That's freaking awesome. And you also, yes, they didn't yes. send it to us, but somebody shared that to their yeah, Facebook this, page or this, Instagram. This or girl something. I know, she lives She lives close to us here. I won't, um, I guess I won't say her name just, yeah. just in case. Because she didn't send it to us. She didn't send it to us necessarily, but right. I saw her Instagram story and here's a picture of her Spotify wrapped, which is exactly, I'm guessing, what he was yeah. doing. And yeah. her number one listen to podcast was the Bowfishing Buzz podcast. <laughs> I saw that and I'm that's like, oh cool. my gosh, what the heck? That's yeah. that's crazy. That is neat. Of, of all the that podcasts out there, it was it was the Bowfishing Buzz. Heck so yeah. Heck very yeah. cool. Very, mm-hmm. very cool. Well, uh, on today's podcast, Derek, we're gonna be joined by Jace Greer mm-hmm. from Missouri. Never met Jace nope. in my life. Nope. No idea really who he is. But he contacted us and he said, Hey guys, I just want to sh- give you guys a, a, a thank you and a shout out because Listening to your podcast, I'll listen to your fall bow fishing. Don't give up. Get out there. It's a great time to shoot fish. Yep. Not a lot of people out there. The weeds are dying. Big fish. Mm-hmm. And they took our advice and went out and had just an absolute blast That's from cool. what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. Because Jason, I would love to be on the podcast and talk to you guys about that. So. We're having Jace Greer on from Missouri to talk Absolutely. about his fall fishing experience. Yeah, I think that's very cool. And, and just based yeah. off of what you told me about him, too, it was maybe like a time of year where he and his buddies maybe weren't, they, they, did, never, they really, never really did it before. That's they what just, I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, and so all of a sudden they listened to us talking about how we've shot some big fish in the right. fall. Um, you know, when everyone else is in the deer woods, we'll we'll go out and shoot some fish. Right. We've had some fantastic nights, and that triggered him to go out and shoot. So that's right. that's pretty right. cool. So, right. yeah, looking forward to talking to him as well. And then along with that, Derek, um, one of our um, – Bowfishing Buzz fans, uh, Clint Murray, sent us a message, and he goes, uh, he was interested in butterfly carp. Yep. yep. A little bit about um, identification, mm-hmm. and you know how we do those spot-ons. Yep. Fish, on the- fish IDs. Yep. 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 So we're going to be doing a, a podcast here either in January or February on butterfly carp. Yeah. So if anybody that targets them or hasn't, I know Idaho is a great state yep. that has a lot of butterfly carp. Yep. Yep. If there are any guides out there that want to come on and talk about Butterfly carp. And, we're, we want to learn. Bow fishing for them. Yeah. We'd love to have you on. Yeah. Yep. We'd love to have you on. Yep. So They're just so shoot us cool a message looking. on the AMS Facebook page or, or the Mega Moth uh, Bow Fishing Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Very cool. Uh, well, I tell you what, Matt. Tis the holiday season, and we are feeling very thankful for everybody here. Mm-hmm. We have got some fantastic both AMS and Mega Moth sales running right now. Yes. Yep. Uh, let me yep. just yep. dive yep. through yep. some of these here quick. On the Mega Moth side of things, we have sales running. I won't I won't run through all the prices, but everything that I've got on here is, you know, 5, 10, 50% off. We got a lot of stuff out here. Um, we've got our original Mega Moth line spools on sale. 
our net gators, our 2.0 line spools, we you know the 200 pound that, that are yep. going out on all the reels right now, those are on sale. Our mm-hmm. bow cases, I will mention that one. That one is down from $130 to $100. Oh, that's, nice. That's a big discount. Nice. That's a fantastic bow case. Yep. Little note on those bow cases, we got those specially designed so that you do not have to take off your Megamoth reel of right. off your bow. Right. You can just put the whole thing in there, and it's, right. it's wide enough that it'll fit that. Mm-hmm. You know, with that torque rod sticking out there, mm-hmm. that's a little bit longer than your traditional bottle reel or AMS retriever right. type, of, right. type of setup there. And then, of course, we've got our uh, sales running on our long sleeve and hoodies as well. Yeah. So, And, you know, one thing that you mentioned in, in there, Derek, is, is the line spool. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. I just want to touch on that a little bit because sure. now is a great time to get that. Yep. Because yep. You, you've shot all... You know, this past season, yeah, and your line is frayed. It's worn. Uh, you probably cut it several times to yep. replace line. Yep, you started with forty. Now you're at twenty seven. Right. Yeah. Um, now, uh, now is a great time to get that. And the, the cool thing about those, Derek, is they come already on a spool on a on a spool with forty yards on right. there, ready to rock and roll. So you don't have to crank that. On. No, you just can take that old spool off because really that old spool might be a little worn yep. also. Yep. From fighting in those big fish because. The Megamoth is a beast. It, is. it locks down. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that might be a little worn. Yeah. Yep. And just from a, from a standpoint of working on these reels, doing repairs, Matt, if you guys are, are thinking to yourself right now, oh, boy, I shot mine all this year. Well, you know, how will I be able to tell? If you take the backside of that line, if you take your line spool out of your Megamoth reel and you look at the backside of it, there's a bunch of notches cut mm-hmm. out in that plastic on the back of the uh, line spool. Those notches engage with the clutch plate. Right. That clutch plate is controlled with your drag setting. That's how you adjust from left to right, from from strong to not so strong. Either Eighty pounds of drag down to ten. Down to ten. Yep. And um, if you see a little bit of a wear mark starting to go into, you know, the the groove is a square groove. If you see a, a mark getting worn into that side where it's mm-hmm. always hitting that clutch plate, it might be a good time to swap right. that out and right. do it now. Don't wait and do it till you're ready yeah. to shoot fish because then it, you know, then you're then you're down a, a spool. Not only will you get it done ahead of time and it'll be ready for next year, but it's on sale. And it's on sale, absolutely. And yeah. it's on sale. So, yeah, Great. good good note there, Matt. That's mm-hmm. definitely something to watch mm-hmm. out for as well. Um, jumping over to the AMS side of things, Matt, we have our pennant hoodies on sale. Everglide safety slides, the ever so important Everglide yep, safety absolutely. slides on sale. We've got a hat on sale, our keychain floats, bow cases as well, knock adapters, our gaffs and meat hooks, muckbuster line pullers, replacement tips, and our uh, deckhand bow holder as well. Nice. So both sites, if you go onto either Megamoth or AMS website, you're going to see a sale tab on the top right of the corner, top right corner. Click that sale tab and you'll see everything that we have nice. uh, listed right there for you. And um, absolutely, the new apparel is live on the website as well. And if you order it within the next, you know, day or so here, you probably get it before Christmas. Yeah. Depending yep. on where you live. Right. Right. What is today? December 14th, 13th? Yeah. 13th today. So, yep. You've got so a couple you, days that co- we'll be able to right. ship that out of there for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, as I am... Uh, What's look- on the table here, Shemidi? What, well, I what was do we gonna, have on the table right here? That is a brand new product for 2024. <laughs> one that I am very excited about. Mm. Um mm. You want to dive in a little bit, Matt, of what we've got sitting right here in front of us? This beautiful white compound bowl that's sitting in front of us? Short. Short. Nice and short, yep. Smitty. Yep. We've got the Ringo. The old Ringo. Anytime, anywhere, anybody, go Ringo. That's right. Yep. 30-inch axle to axle. Nice and compact. Adjustable draw lengths from 18 to 31 inches. Mm-hmm. 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 Draw weight adjustments from 20 to 70 pounds. Yep. And it packs a punch. Oh, it absolutely packs a punch. <laughs> absolutely. Yep, we've got let off on that bow. And as you know, Matt, we've been shooting a sample of that bow for 
a couple years now. Yeah. Um, and we just got this finalized here this year. So we have got the Ringo Bow. It is live on our website. It's ready to rock. We've and roll. got them packaged up. You posted a video on Instagram yesterday or, or on Monday. They are ready to go. They're in production. Yep. Um, and the cool thing about this, Matt. I guess, well, you know what I'm going to do first? We'll dive into, let's let's go back and forth. you got the Ringo. We've got all kinds of new products for 2024. Yeah. So we just talked about the Ringo. Something to right. go along with that Ringo is our brand new, for this year, Retriever Sport. Right. Which is built with the same internal components as the ever-so-popular, time-tested, industry-leading Retriever Pro. It's very mm-hmm. similar. Mm-hmm. It's got a height, it's got a spacer adjustment on it that you can mount it to your sight holes. The only difference is it does not have that quiver clamp assembly right. on it. right. Um, the Retriever Sport retails at ninety nine ninety nine, yeah. new for twenty twenty four. So to jump back onto the Ringo here, if you buy a Ringo bow and you buy our bow kit, that's going to have the Ringo bow, obviously, the new Retriever Sport, and our zip rest. Right. That entire bow kit and string things and string things, black string things yeah. already installed. And if you guys can't see it here, we've got awesome AMS decals and logos oh, all yeah. over the limbs. The it's cam, decked out. It's all on the cam. This yep. is Ringo and yep. AMS on there. And that entire bow kit retails for three ninety nine right. ninety nine. Exactly. Yeah. That yes, is. All. Yes, we need the yes, applause yes, button yes, there. Yes, that's yes, going to yes, be. Yes. That's going to be just fantastic for for yeah. shooting fish. And we've been yeah. shooting fish with it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It does a fantastic yep. job. Yep. One thing that I noticed is I had to keep turning it down, Derek. Um, now, granted, we were shooting carp, but it was, I was shooting this in um, March, mm-hmm. all right, and uh, we were shooting commons, uh, not not big commons, you know, mm-hmm. 12 pounds, you know, yep. 10 pounds, yep. 15 pounds, and uh, they were in shallower water, but I was shooting them, and I was, I was blowing right through them. Yeah. Yeah. I had to keep turning it down. Yep. That's one thing that I noticed with this little guy right here, and I, and I do like the shorter axle axle, along with that, Derek. This might be a bow for the people that like to draw on a fish and kind of get them in line because mm-hmm. it has 80% 80% let off, let off at full draw. Yep. Yeah, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that'll be that'll be fantastic. And Very the, excited about what, that. The, the bear bow we got at 289. Yep. For yep. the bear bow, 289.99. If you've got your rest already, you've got a, a retriever or a mega mouth and you've got some arrows and you're just looking to upgrade your bow fishing bow, absolutely yep. no problem. 289.99. Mm-hmm. We've got the the bear bow only as yep. well. Yeah. So we just covered the Ringo. I just talked about the Sport. You want to talk a little bit about the uh, Sport Combo Kit that we're coming out with as well, Matt? Also, we've got a Sport Combo Kit. Yep. It's your economical entry. Yep. I don't want to say entry line, but it, it it's at an economical done. price. Yes, exactly. You've got the Mudcat Arrow yep. with the Fish Buster Point. Mm-hmm. You've got the Retriever Sport Reel yep. and a Zip Rest. Yep. I don't, I don't know. I didn't. I guess I didn't. It's so new here. I really don't know the the price. Re- retail on. price. Retail price is on that one forty nine ninety nine for a, for a kit. Yeah, for everything you need to slap it on a bowl, whatever right. bowl you have. Boom, yeah. you're shooting fish that night, mm-hmm. ready to rock and roll. One forty nine ninety nine. Yep. Yep. So we've got the sport Ringo, the sport combo kit, and then we're gonna jump over Matt to the Mega Mouth side of mm-hmm. things. And I'm mm-hmm. excited about this one. We are coming out. Mega Mouth has been doing so well selling a lot of those reels. It's been really fun to see that brand grow. Right. Um, and we are coming out this year with a brand new Megamoth exclusive point, mm-hmm. arrow and point. You can buy the complete arrow or just the point itself. That point is called the quad lock. That point has four barbs. Yeah. It's got two long barbs and two short barbs. Mm-hmm. We kind of, uh, it's, it's like a revolutionary system. Those two short barbs are fantastic for shooting in deeper water. Or if you don't have time to come to full draw or that fish is swimming away fast, you've got two quick engage barbs that yep. when they are engaged have two inches of holding power. Mm-hmm. The two other barbs, when they are engaged, those are your locked down two and a half inches of holding right. power. When those barbs get locked into a fish, that fish is not going to come off. 
And I think that that quad lock with all that holding power is going to be fantastic because when you're using a mega mouth, you are ripping fish back to the boat right. as, as fast and as hard as you can. And this arrow is not going to rip out. Nothing's going to happen. It's going to be a dominant pairing with a mega mouth. Real quad lock. So check out the quad lock. We've got it available in white fiberglass, and we've also got it available in the lava crux, which is a carbon core arrow right. wrapped in fiberglass. A little bit mm-hmm. stiffer. Stiffer arrow mm-hmm. for, for better um, kinetic energy and shooting yeah. performance. So yeah. check those out. We got all kinds of new products here. We are excited here. Very so excited. Um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good twenty twenty four for and sure. And if you happen to be at the ATA show this oh, yeah. year, you can come by our the AMS and Megamoth booth, yep. and we'll have all the new products there. Yep. Uh, we've got uh, the NBS show, the Sports Sports Inc. show. You'll be at NBS. I'll be at Sports Inc. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's all coming up in January. Yeah, yeah. One last thing I got here, Matt. We have a limited amount left. We did a little bit of a holiday special run for these. We've oh. got Mega Mouth Custom Look at that. Yeti Cups here. We've got a 30-ounce tumbler here, complete with a double-sided Mega Mouth logo on there. Very sure. Pretty slick. Mm-hmm. They are, they're looking good. I think we sold like 12 of them in the first Did 12 really? hours that they were on the website, <laughs> so we don't have a ton left, but make sure to get yours today. Get it for Christmas. Get That's it for awesome. yourself. Get it for a loved one. But yeah, we've got uh, Mega Mouth Yeti Cups ready to rock and roll Very as well. Very nice looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're sharp. Black color with that, that chrome finish that really is a cool contrast color nice. on there. Nice, and the old Yetis keep everything nice and cool. Oh, yeah, and I also noticed by burning my tongue, they keep hot stuff hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. You and your coffee. Oh, I got to have it. Yeah. Got to yeah. have it. Got to have it. So moving on with some bow fishing news here, Schmitty. Yeah. I just want to talk a little bit about this is silver carp. Yeah. Right here in our home state in the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. Um, now, a lot of you down south, you've got a lot of silvers in your rivers. You might not quite... You're loaded with silvers. Right. You see them quite often. You've, you've known them forever. Used, you've known them yeah. forever. We, we really don't know a lot about the silvers up here. You know, can they withstand the cold waters up right. here? Right. Ice on some of the shorelines and in the back bays. Right. Can yep. they withstand cold temperatures and mm-hmm. stuff? Um, <clears throat> but anyways, the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources announced their largest capture of invasive carp, which are the silvers. And I'm guessing some big heads also. With 323 fish caught near Trempolo, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Three, like I said, 325 might not sound like a lot to yeah. what you picture on the Illinois River right. and, and below the Kentucky Dam and, right. and certain areas where there's a lot of fish. But that's a lot for up here. Well, and the, the thing that I always ask, too, is, you know, if they caught 323, yeah, what's the total number? Right. You know, that's and, and for an area that traditionally does not have those that's a very disturbing alarming number to yeah. see reported yep and and i'll i want to touch on something here and i'll talk to when we get here further along but um the invasive carp were caught on the mississippi river con- contracted commercial fishers all right so they were, they were netting them mm-hmm. uh tagging and tracking of invasive carp by the dnr and his partners is working to leading to successful removal of fish wisconsin dnr crews located six tagged invasive carp last week um, I always thought that was interesting. I was, I, I was always wondering why they never, like on the Ohio River, why wouldn't they tag like big heads or silvers to see where they go? Sure, yeah, see what that range is looking like. See what that range yeah. is like. I, I, yeah. that'd be just, just because the only reason I'm saying it is because of when we're scouting up for tournaments in sure. the past. Yeah. We would find them. The next three nights, they wouldn't be nothing in that mm-hmm. area at all. Yeah. Where did they, that makes you wonder. You know, I wonder how far they travel. Are they, are they a half mile down river? Or are they five miles downriver? Like, how far are they going when they disappear from a spot? Or are they just three feet right. under the bank? Yep. Or yep. are they in 15 feet? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that would be mm-hmm. interesting. Um, so the fish de- the fish detections, along with observations by our contracted commercial fisher, led to successful removal of these invasive carp. 
Now, the DNR said they will continue to track and catch as many fish as they can as long as river conditions allow. Um, while it's certainly concerning that we have captured this large number of invasive carp, it's likely that these adult fish moved upstream from our locations and were not the result of reproduction, which mm. I found kind of interesting yeah. right there. Yep. Uh, the DNR says that their data shows that the invasive carp moved into the Mississippi during the 2023 spring flooding. Uh-huh. They believe the high water conditions allowed them to move upstream past the dams. Mm. Which is how they eventually, that's how the, how they first got into I was gonna the say, river system. That's just history repeating itself, right, really. Right. But the thing that I found interesting is, so you said that they only captured 323 silvers, which you said how many more they mm-hmm. did not get. Right. And they believe that these fish did not reproduce up yep. in that area. Yep. So if you netted 323, how many more are swimming around that will reproduce right. that's next a, spring? Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Multiple times a year. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as it, It's only a matter of time, Derek. I know. I know, and we've been saying that for a while, but it's like seeing this in print by the Minnesota DNR. It's right. like, okay, yep, now it's it's here. It's It's been brought to the mm-hmm. table for sure now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just kind of a cool little update. I don't know if it's a cool update, but, um, yeah, they're here and yeah. present. Yep. So, yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, all right, Matt, you want to move on here? We have got a big list here of do. BAA records. We're going to run right. through these pretty quick here. Congratulations, Scott Hassel, on his BAA Michigan state record grass carp weighing 60.15 pounds. That's nice. a heck of a fish, Scott. That nice is. shooting. That is. We got Michael Moat on his BAA Georgia state record tilapia weighing 11 pounds. That's a big tilapia. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, you guys are going to recognize this name. Yeah. I talked to her on the podcast, Mallory Potter. Congrats on her BAA South Carolina state record white perch weighing 6.4 ounces and her BAA South Carolina state record lake chub sucker weighing one pound, eight ounces. Nice. Mallory is just a fish killer. She's a big fish mm-hmm. killer. Um, so, yeah, congrats to Mallory. That's very Way cool. And we got Carl Day on his BAA Michigan state record butterfly koi weighing five pounds or 5.96 pounds. Nice. Nice. Oh, I've never heard this name before. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> and I, look at it's a, look at all the other ones are one line. This one is a paragraph. <laughs> I'm gonna need to take a drink from my uh, Mega Mouth Yeti here. I'm gonna be parched after saying all these records. Uh, Dustin Meisel, the record slayer himself. Congrats on his BAA Alabama state record mangrove snapper weighing 15.36 ounces. Congrats on his pinfish weighing 9.6 ounces. Yellow scad 4.8 ounces. Also. A BAA world record black bullhead, 1.6 ounces. That takes some skill to shoot that. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. And uh, his bluefish, 2.91 pounds. Houndfish, 1.4 pounds. Blunt-nosed stingray, 15.6 pounds. And his BAA Florida state record blunt-nosed stingray weighing 17.8 pounds. Right. Dustin just finds fish that he can set records for, and then he just goes <laughs> out and finds the record and shoots it, and boom, he's in. That's, that's I don't know, oh there's probably 10 records gosh. right there by Dustin. That's, that's crazy. That's fantastic. Uh, we move on to Dustin Bell on his BAA, Alabama State record and world record, Goff, Gaff Topsail Catfish, wow. weighing 3 pounds, 8 ounces. Yeah, cool. Say that three times. Yeah, good. Gaff's Topsail Catfish. Interesting. Gaff Topsail, Gaff Topsail, Gaff Topsail. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, Braden Lee, congrats on his BAA Youth North Carolina State Record Common Carp weighing 24 pounds. Nice shooting, Braden. Way to go. We got Connor Cobran on his BAA Youth Maryland uh, Golden Red Horse weighing 3.19 pounds. And then also his Maryland State Record Channel Catfish weighing 14.16 pounds. And his BAA Maryland State and Youth World uh, Record Northern Hog Sucker. Weighing 1.44 pounds. Nice. nice. So, so that's kind of interesting. Um, We've read his name before. He shoots a lot yeah, of fish. Yeah, so Connor shot that um, youth Maryland uh, hog sucker. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Mallory 
in, or I thought we had a hog sucker in here before. Didn't she we? had a chub sucker. Chub sucker. Chub okay. sucker. Yeah. All right. All right. Yep. All right. Yep. Um, let's see here. Joey Barden, congrats. BAA Florida State Record Channel Catfish weighing 16 pounds. Nice shooting, Joey. Luke Nelson on his BAA Alabama State Record Blue Catfish weighing 73 pounds. That's a tank. That's a beast. That's a tank. Wow. I like seeing those big, 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 big fish. Big old fish. Big old fish right there. There must be a connection to Connor Colbrine here because congrats to Steve Colbrine on his BAA Maryland State Record American Eel weighing 3.37 pounds. Yeah. A three-pound eel? That's a little scary. I think Steve is a father. Okay, I yep. gotcha. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Nice shooting, Steve. Very mm-hmm. cool. Very cool. So, yeah. So, yes, congrats absolutely. to all the new and updated BAA record holders. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. Way to get out there and, and stick those fish. Yeah, and something that, um, you know, we're, we're wrapping up these records here. Something else that, um, Matt, I know you wanted to bring it up. It's uh, something that we've been updating everybody with. Over the last couple podcasts, um, our fantasy football oh geez. regular season just wrapped up this last week. Um, Matt, have you ever watched a nature documentary before on like the you're, African plains? You're just lucky you don't come across a table and punch you right in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> so you've seen, you've seen, you know, how like sometimes a little impala will trot down to the water hole. He'll take a drink. No problem at all. All right. A couple hours later, it's hot. Africa, 97 degrees. He's got to go down there and take another drink, takes a drink. No problem at all. That's that's no problem. He goes down there, drinks, no problem. Meanwhile, what that little Impala does not know, two feet from his nose is a crocodile. And he's just, croc- what's the crocodile's name? The crocodile's name is Derek. <laughs> <laughs> that's not D. Schmitty. It's D. Schmitty. And he's just sitting there waiting for his opportunity. All right? That's what I did all fantasy football season. I just laid down in the weeds. And then all of a sudden, Adam Pollock came down for his third drink. And whoop-bam! You let him have it. He got snatched up. <laughs> and I pulled out a victory in the last week here. And you guys are listening to the Bowfishing Ninjas first place regular season champ, D. Schmitty. Just wanted to throw that out there. I know we've been updating everybody, so I just figured, you know, we just congratulations, that well, congratulations I, I on that. that. Unfortunately, regular season first place means absolutely nothing. I'll probably get bounced in the first round, but we'll so see. let's go back to episode oh, seventy-one. You are such podcast. a sore loser. You are such a sore okay. loser. Just so happens that you and I were playing each other that uh-huh. following. It was it was a Wednesday podcast, yeah. and the Bengals played someone on yep. Thursday night, and I Joel Burr was my is my quarterback. Yep. And what did you say on that podcast? Look, because you I, and I were playing. I feel, what did you say? I felt really bad, and I retracted it as soon as I said it. But the words did slip out of my mouth that I wouldn't mind if Joe Burrow suffered a minor injury. No, that's not what you said. <laughs> I said that I hope that he would just not have his best game, is what I said. And that maybe he could get hurt. <laughs> and so I what felt, commenced I, to happen that next game? I felt terrible when I said it. I didn't mean that. I never wished somebody to get hurt, but... That next night, I'm sitting down watching. I'll watch the game just because Matt's got Burrow going, and I'm playing him, and I'm like, man, I need Joe Burrow to have a bad game. Yeah. So Burrow's beasting it up in the first quarter. He throws a pass, and I'm sure if you guys are you know, avid football NFL watchers, you guys saw it happen. He throws a pass, and it's like he threw it, and as soon as the ball left his hand, he stuck his hand out in front of his face, and he's yeah. like, oh, God, what's going on? Something's wrong. Something's and wrong. And he did it on the sideline. And then also, he tried to he throw tried a to... ball, and it was not good. No. And I think he, he, I don't know, he, he Done for the season. Yeah, done for the season. Mm-hmm. Matt sent some very mean, rude texts to me. <laughs> <laughs> you jinxed me. You jinxed me. How could you do that? But, uh, yeah, that was that was something else. I can't believe that that actually yeah. ended up happening. But uh, speedy recovery to Joe. I'm sure he's probably a bullfishing buzz listener, so I didn't mean any harm by it. So 
You better see that. We'll just, uh, you know, continue on here. Come here and break your wrist. You can't both uh, next year. Yeah, Joe Shiesty, he's not to be (laughs) trifled with. That's that's for sure. So you have a first round buy. Got a first round buy. Yep, myself and Kevin have a first round buy here, and so we'll see. I'll sit. I got to play old Timmy boy, old Tim. Yep, the Mega Mouth creator. Mega Mouth creator. Yep. He started really bad this year. I think he started like 0 and 4 he or did. 1 and 5 or something, yeah. and he has bounced back did. very well. Finished at 500. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we'll let you guys know how that all goes. It'll probably be all wrapped up by the time we do our next podcast. So uh, we'll update you. Yeah. We'll, update yep, we'll see you. how it goes. Yeah. My team is not, I'm in the playoffs, but my team has really fallen apart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Falling apart. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, Schmidty, I think after this quick little break, we are going to give uh, Jace Greer a call from Missouri. All right. That sounds like a plan. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Why I Bowfish. Hunting fish with a bow. Nonstop action. Never slow. By day, by night. Great shots. Great fights. With family, with friends. Trash talk never ends. And kids, they love it. If they miss, think nothing of it. By foot, by boat, by board or canoe. How you do it is up to you. Aim low. Shoot fast. Watch your shadow. Watch the grass. Shoot carp, raise or gar. Shoot them close. Shoot them far. Stout arrow. Barb tip. Retrieve a reel. Let it rip. Bow fishing. Give it a shot. And welcome back to the Bowfishing Buzz. All right, Schmitty, let's give Jace a jingle here. Let's see what Jace has to say. Yeah. Hello. Hey, Jace, this is Matthew and Derek from the Bowfishing Buzz. How are you doing today? Hey, Jace. Hey, I'm doing great. I don't know who Derek is, though. Is it B. Schmitty? There you go. There you go. Yeah, you're an an avid listener. You know the ins and outs of the show. Very good. Very good. Yep. Yeah, it threw threw me off, man. Yes, yes. Uh, Derek is D. Schmitty. D. Schmitty. That's right. I knew it, but I just had to. Had to hear it because it just rolls off the tongue the way Matt always says. It does. It does. It's so smooth. It is. It really is. That's awesome. That's awesome. Absolutely. Actually, we'll be at, we'll be at little trade shows or at tournaments with the booth and everything like that. There, and people come up and say, "Ah, oh, just by your voice, yeah." Yeah. Oh, you must be oh, D. Schmitty. Yeah. Yep, it's yeah. never Derek. They never call me by my real name. It's always, oh, you must be D. Schmitty. And I'm like, okay, they listen to the podcast. Yep. Cool. That's cool. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, which yeah. do you like better? Do you. Do you like your nickname or your real name? I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I like the nickname. D. Schmitty. Yeah. It just rolls off the tongue. You should. Yeah. yeah. It, that's it, a great one. It not only means that people, you know, that it means that people are listening to the podcast. So that's always that's always good to know if they hear D. Schmitty, that means they're a bullfishing buzz listener. Right. So very right. cool. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Absolutely. Well, Jace, um, well, you know, thanks for joining us yeah, on thank the you. podcast and for reaching out to us. Um, I think it's kind of a really oh, yeah, neat little yeah. I think it's a really neat little topic that we're going to talk about. Um, but first of all, Jace, why don't you, you know, uh, give our listeners an, uh, a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and uh, how you got started in the sport of bow fishing? All right, fantastic. So I've been born and raised in Missouri my whole life, uh, but I am a full time musician by trade. Oh, so I'm in a band. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the name of the band is Lindley Creek, and uh, so it's it's a family band. So it's me and my parents, and then my sister. Oh wow, that's and, cool. And uh, nice. we we play yeah we played modern bluegrass. That's like our thing. So I play the fiddle, and uh, so when I was fourteen, we went full time playing music, and so I've kind of grown up traveling the country mostly. Okay. And so like I'm from Missouri, but up until recently, I haven't spent tons of time there really. <laughs> so this is kind of a thing about me, but, uh, I got my start in bow fishing through my brother-in-law. So my sister's husband, Nate, okay. he was friends with these people who 
owned some land that's like in a floodplain area. Oh, okay. And uh, they grew up bow fishing. Like they've got a bunch of kids, and so like their older sons would teach the the younger kids how to bow fish and stuff. And so uh, one day, my brother in law was like, "Hey, you know what we should do? We should go bow fishing because we've been." We've been just trying to figure out how to catch fish in the summertime. And in Missouri, when it's like 98 degrees all day, Mm -hmm. every day, Mm -hmm. it's not the most fun, maybe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and yeah, the fish are not exactly jumping in the boat. So (laughs) I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'd like to try bow fishing. I was a little hesitant, though, because I knew if I tried it, I would probably get completely hooked. That yes. is the problem with bull fishing. Once you get bit by the bug, yeah. it is a lifetime obsession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so my brother-in-law is like, "Okay, we're gonna go over there. We're gonna meet them at at five p.m. and go bow fishing." And I was like, "Is that the time you're supposed to go?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know. They just this is just when I said we should go." And I'm like, "Neither of us have gone. I don't think we should be setting the time." But I was like, "All right, we'll go." <laughs> so. So we get out there at five and, and, uh, you know, the, the reflections on the water are horrible. Yes, like, right. You can't, you can't see anything. Yeah. But, um, so uh, the, the buddy that took us, his name is Damien and uh, he's an absolute killer. He's just, he's got a dial. Sure. And so, so we launch his boat. He like backs his boat down this random hillside into this little tiny piece of water. It's like extremely muddy. I'm really not sure how we didn't get completely stuck. Okay. We're just flying all the way down the hill into the water. But you know, this is this is his home swamp. Like he yep. knows it well. So yep. so we hop in the boat and uh and we start to to putter out and Damien's up on the on the deck first and we don't make it like ten yards before he just absolutely smokes this gar. Oh nice. And cool. just turns around and throws it in the bucket. And I thought, now that's, that's interesting (laughs) because you know how it is. Like if, okay, if you've only fished your whole life, you're not really aware that there are fish visible in the middle of the day that Mm -hmm. you even could shoot. Mm -hmm. You know? So I was thinking to myself, I was like, so we're going to go out here and see these fish and shoot them. (laughs) Like I've maybe twice seen a fish while I was fishing. Cause you know, we got so much muddy water here in Missouri sure. and I couldn't even imagine it. And then here we are not even five minutes into the trip and there's a fish in the barrel. Sure, and right. I was like, this is, this is crazy. So about, I don't know, 30 minutes into the trip, there were, they only had two boats and there were four people in the boat. Okay. And about 30 minutes into the, the trip, I don't want to throw my brother-in-law under the bus, but he shot the arrow upside down and the, the stopper for the safety slide came off and they didn't have any backup arrows. So we were down to one bow. Okay. And so now there's four people in one bow and it's five o'clock and we're, we're just puttering around. And I mean, we probably saw like 20 fish, which seemed absurd to me. Like to me, it was like the most action packed thing ever because You know, I'm most of my, well, all of my bow hunting up till then was for deer. So, you know, think of the times you've seen 20 deer out hunting that you could have shot at. Like Mm -hmm. that never happened. Mm -hmm. So I, even as like kind of lackluster as that first trip was, I was like hooked. So we came back like two days later at 
11 a.m. <laughs> that was a little bit different. And, you know, we had the polarized glasses and stuff, and mm-hmm. we just absolutely got into them like crazy. I ended up shooting like a three-and-a-half-foot gar, awesome. like we all did. There were just there were a bunch of long nose in there. And uh, then we came back the next day and did it again. We got hooked pretty quick on it for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's I mean, that's, that's a, cool. That's a neat way to explain a first time experience yeah. bow fishing yep. like that. Yep. Cause really going into oh, yeah. it, you had no idea what to expect. Right. You didn't really Boy, know, you know, and, and not only like what you said about, you, you saw 20 fish, you go bow hunting, you, see, you don't see 20 deer, but just because you're moving around all the time too, and you're always looking at different, yeah. you're not just sitting in one location, looking in one area. Compared I mean, to like how normal fishing is. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're oh, always moving so around and looking at stuff. So that's really cool. That's yeah. a really neat first experience, Jace. Yeah. That's very cool, Jace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember I brought my fishing poles just in case it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I quickly realized like, this is not fishing water. This is bow fishing water. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Jace, you listened to a previous podcast of ours and heard us talking about fall bow fishing, and you took our advice. How did that end up working out for you? Man, it worked out incredible. Wow, that's cool. That's and really cool. I, I kind of hoped it would. I kind of knew it could. Mm-hmm. But you know how those things are when you've never done something before. You're not quite sure whether it's going to pan out. But man, one of my very favorite things ever is going to a new area or trying a new tactic or something and just kind of going in with nothing but an idea. And when it like actually works and you know that like, it's not because you had a guide or whatever. And man, I love going out with guides because they know what they're doing. But when you can figure it out yourself, Mm-hmm. There is just nothing cooler than that. So right. I discovered your podcast this summer, I think it was. And of course, immediately binge listened to every episode. <laughs> Thank cool. you for That's that. That's awesome. And, yep. and Thank you. So, yeah. So something you guys say pretty much every fall is like, hey, don't write off fall bow fishing. Right. Don't write off fall bow fishing. So um, my wife had actually taken a trip to go see her folks up in Canada. And it was the first week of November. Okay. And okay. so obviously... That's bow hunting. Yeah, right. It's time to go shoot a buck. Uh The problem is, for the second year in a row now, in Missouri, during the first week of November, the highs have been in the mid-70s. And after, I think it was, I'll have to look at the date here, but I think it was the 3rd or 4th of November, I just couldn't bring myself to keep deer hunting quite like I haven't. I mean, I, you know, you got to be out there because it's still the first week of November. Yeah, so it was it was the 5th of November was, was the last deer hunt I did in that, like, 70-degree weather. And mm-hmm. so I, I called my buddy Damien up, and I was like, dude, I can't keep deer hunting when it's 75 degrees. Like, I'm sweating in the tree stand in November. Right. And I said, let's, let's get out here and try this fall bow fishing. I've heard lots of good things. I've heard it can be incredible. So let's get out there and let's do this thing. Yeah. And he finally agreed because he's a huge deer hunter too. Like mm-hmm. he loves to deer hunt. And both of us have this thing where, you know, once the season kind of shifts, once you shift into deer hunting mode, it's kind of hard to shift back out of it. It is. Yes. Yep. But it's so worth it. So mm. I was like, let's get out here. It's 80 degrees. This is absurd. 
let's this is fishing weather so let's just let's do what mother nature is telling us to do there you mm-hmm. go yeah so we get out there and you know everybody's like man i don't know maybe it's great maybe it's not so it's it's my brother-in-law nate it's my buddy damien and then his little brother jims who's 14 and just an absolute killer as well so mm-hmm. we so, we start down is this is this at night time like, is this at night time jason oh, yeah. yep nighttime? yeah i should mention so yeah this is at okay. night time right. um we've shifted this year pretty much exclusively bow fished at night okay gotcha okay. um yeah, so from the first year I went till now, which is only, I've only been bow fishing like three years now. Um, this year they we didn't really get many rains, so the swamp behind my buddy's place never did fill up. Okay, and that's kind of the main daytime spot that we would go. So we basically had to learn how to do lake bow fishing. Okay, and that's a big reason that I listened to every episode of the podcast, also mm-hmm. because it's awesome. But I was trying to learn, like, how does lake bow fishing even work? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we started in, like, March doing these, like, nighttime bow fishing trips, freezing to death because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it gets, man, it gets cold in the springtime for sure. <laughs> and uh, so by summer, though, we had a really good spot pretty dialed in. Um, I think our record this year, we went out and shot, like, 74 fish, I think is what Amazing. it was. Dang, very nice. And, That's cool. Uh, yeah, if we were better shots, it would have been a lot more. <laughs> but, I hear you. I hear you. Know, that's how that goes a lot of times. <laughs> so, so we decided to go back to this place. It's at night, and uh, we kind of go to this first shoreline. And a, a lot of times, what we find is like at the at the points of coves, and then back in the coves. That's kind of where the fish are. But like at this spot, the fish are just kind of stacked on the whole shoreline. Hmm. And we, we get going down the shoreline, and it's just, like, not very many fish. It's like, oh, there's one there. Yep. Quite a while, there's one there. And I'm like, oh, man, what, what's going to happen here? Well, we get back into, like, the first cove, and it was the weirdest thing because it was it was a lot of fish still, but they were in very specific spots. Okay. So, like, there'd be some fish stacked up on the point. Then – almost always about halfway back in the cove, there would be fish. And then at the end of the cove, of course, there'd be like 20 fish that you never can get a shot at because mm-hmm. it gets too shallow. And then they all run by you yeah. and you never yeah. see them because it's way too murky and it drives you nuts. Uh-huh. So, yep. <laughs> so, so we're fishing along. We shot like a couple of buffs and maybe a carp. No, I don't think we shot a carp, maybe a gar. And, one of my things this year that I really wanted to do was shoot a grass pond. And I had up to this point, I had shot two this year. And so that was really cool. And they're, they're so rare to see. They're so spooky. It's so hard to get your arrow to connect and stay in. Yeah. Uh, Like the first, the first grass carp I saw this year was like a pretty nice grass carp, like probably would have weighed 30 pounds. And I smoked him. And then immediately the arrow just pulled out because Mm -hmm. that's just how they are sometimes. And so, so these grass carp are like the, that's like the thing that I'm really wanting to shoot because, Mm -hmm. you know, as as your bow fishing career progresses, like you just want to shoot anything at first. And I still, of course, am not passing shots, but then you want to shoot that thing that you never see, you know? So if it's like, 
if you're shooting a bunch of gar, you want to shoot a carp. If you're shooting a bunch of carp, you want to shoot a goldfish. Yep. You know, yep. some people really want to do that. I've heard. Yeah, you just and, uh, yeah, you raised... just you just made me kind of uh, go a little haywire. Yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that was just for you. Yep, you nailed it. You nailed it. That was good. That was pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. So so we're always looking for grass carp. So sure enough, we roll up on this grassy that's like pretty chill yeah and then of course completely whiffs and it runs off and i'm like oh man <laughs> oh, i can't believe it and i'm i'm upset you know and it's, it's fine whatever maybe maybe we'll see like one more is what i was really hoping for and sure enough like five minutes later here's another grass and uh i shoot it and it runs off and two seconds later it's off my arrow again and i'm like dang it i've got to do a better job aiming because you know if you hit them in the guts you're just not right. going to get them in mm-hmm. unless yep. mm-hmm. you get real lucky you've really got to hit them in the spine right and so i'm i'm pretty devastated and you know there's we end up seeing another grass carp like five minutes later and i'm like man what is going on <laughs> and and then we start actually hitting them, which, good grief, you ought to be able to hit a grassy that's like four foot long and 18 <laughs> inches around, yep. you know, like, good grief, how are you not hitting those fish? <laughs> and, uh, well, sure enough, just as the night goes on, we just never stopped seeing them. Oh, we that's just see, awesome. And, and what it ended up being was like, that ended up being the fish we saw the most. Wow. And the one uh, that you wanted the up, most. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. And I, I never would have dreamed that we'd go out on the 6th of November and that it would be a majority of grass carp that we shot. That's awesome. Like we shot more grassies than anything. And, uh, my favorite part of the night. So me and Jens, which Jens is the the 14 year old, we were down in the bottom of the boat. And then my brother-in-law, Nate and my buddy Damien are up on the top shooting. And I had brought some oatmeal cream pies because one of my traditions during early deer season um, is to go stay at my grandparents' place because it's right next to where I hunt. And she always has oatmeal cream pies around. So I, I grabbed a few because you got to keep your strength up. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Locked in. Yep. And so uh, I just like, I hand Jen's this oatmeal cream pie. I was like, here. And then, then I ate one. And like the second we finish them, I look up to the front of a boat and just see this giant grass. Oh. And uh, Nate and Damien both shoot at it and miss. Oh. And it comes tearing off the left side of the boat. So the shore's on the left side of the boat. So it, it goes tearing off between the boat and the shore. Yep. And of course, I mean, you got to take a shot, right? Yeah. And I mean, you guys know how fast grass carp can swim. Mm-hmm. Those things can move. Yep. And so I just kind of let it and just snapshot it. And Jim's kind of leads it and snap shoots it. And I was like, well, oh, well, we shot at one. Well, I start to kind of reel in my arrow and I realize, well, wait a minute, there's a fish on this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. And Jim starts to reel in and he realizes, oh, I'm in it too. Awesome. Double whammy. <laughs> and somehow we both shot that fish. I hit it about mid body and Jim's hit it like right behind the head. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. We got that fish in and uh, it was too heavy for Jim's to lift by himself. Like it was wow. like a 40 pound guy. Oh, that's oh my awesome. gosh. That's very cool. What a Just story. Huge fish. Yeah. That's and awesome. so that was the biggest one of the night for sure. 
Jim's actually shot the two biggest grass carp of the night, but in our picture there, he's holding the two smallest ones because oh. he couldn't lift them both for the picture. Oh, <laughs> I gotcha. Wow. Yeah. So we got the oatmeal yeah. cream pie buff. Yep. Yeah, oatmeal cream yep. pie grassy. Yeah, er, er, buff. Yeah, grassy. Yeah, it, yep. it was the rally snack for sure. The rally snack. It wasn't a, sadly not the banana moon pie, which I love, of course, <laughs> but... Still, it's the same one. type of looking sandwich. Yeah, same type of category of snack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, snack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Just straight sugar in a little bag. That's yep. right. That's yep. awesome. That's very That's cool. Awesome. That's very cool. So, so. Oh, yeah. What time did you eventually then get off the water? Was it fish pretty steady throughout the night, or did it slow down, or did you just got to leave so, because? One thing that we always do is if the fishing is good, like this year, I think almost every time we saw the sunrise. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I think maybe three times we didn't. But this night, it really shut off around like three in the morning. Okay. okay. I think it just, the, those temperatures drop and yeah. I think it kind of got the fish just to go away. But yeah. at the same time, I think we also just hit a long, unproductive shoreline. Mm-hmm. And because on the way back in, we ended up, I think I shot another grassy. I ended up shooting five grass pumps. Oh, way to go. Hmm, very awesome. Cool. Or that night, rather. Yeah. So I took my, you know, my dream of just shooting one. Yeah. And up till then, I had shot two total. And then I shot five that night. Right. So that's awesome. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Got some bruises on my uh, shins from. You know, once you lift those grasses into the boat, they like to thrash a little bit. Uh-huh. Those arrows, <laughs> those arrows do not know to not hit you. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of got beat to pieces by those fish a little bit. We actually had to pick up a random barrel that was in the lake to put the fish in because oh, we oh, ran wow. out of room in our barrel. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, That's yeah. Awesome. So we're cleaning up litter and shooting fish all at the same time, but, uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, it was about three in the morning. We ended up going back to the, the launch and then getting everything done. I did not quite make it to the deer stand that morning. Oh, yeah, that'd be unfortunately. tough. Unfortunately. <laughs> I think it, it was like, sun had been up about an hour when I finally got back to the home base there. And I just went to sleep and slept for like six hours. Yep, yep. And, uh, yep. Yeah, it's always hard to recover from those, but it's just so worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a that's a great um, fall bow fishing story right there. Yeah, that's you know? very cool. And, you, and that maybe you wouldn't have done it if you hadn't, you know, listened to that. That fall bow fishing can be absolutely spectacular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent, I wouldn't have done it. And honestly, we almost didn't do it. Even still, I had to. Uh, well, I've been texting Damien because it's his boat, and he he is the master bow fisher for sure. Like mm-hmm. I always say like my, I don't know what it is, but my bow fishing instincts are not quite honed yet on how to find a good spot. I think what it is is that I try too hard to find like, you know, 9,000 compounding things. And then you get back in there and it's like one inch of water. And I'm like, what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> overthinking. Over, Sometimes overthinking can, can put, you know, put you backwards. A absolutely. Little bit. Paralysis yep. by over analysis. Oh, yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. So mm-hmm. he, he's just got it dialed for sure. So I've been kind of texting him like, you know, cause we're getting warm weather for like two weeks. And I was like, Hey, should we go bow fishing? And he was like, ah, man, I gotta, gotta be deer hunting. And I was like, I understand. So, yeah. you know, I'd be yeah. deer hunting too. So 
finally what I did was I just called him and I was like, listen, here's why we have to go boat fishing. <laughs> and uh, for, for whatever reason, I'm, I guess maybe I'm a bad influence on him or a good influence, but usually when I have some crazy idea, he's like all aboard for it. Like he's ready to go. And uh, so I got him talked into it. And But yeah, if I hadn't heard that it could be good repeatedly and... <laughs> Well, another thing that really helped is uh, a guy I follow on Instagram. I So the guy who taught me how to play fiddle, it's his brother-in-law. And I've met him like twice. But he's like, he's a huge bow fisher, Justin Lakey. Oh, and, oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Yep, yep. Yeah, I figured you guys would know him. Yep. And uh, he loves to shoot grassies as well. So he posted a picture like on the 4th of November, I think, with two big old grassies laying there in front of them. And the caption was, if you're not out shooting grassies in November, you got soft hands. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, that's like something my buddies and I have just been saying to each other nonstop. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, really so we great. had to get out there after. And that, that was like the last draw for sure. Once I saw that, I was like, boys, we got to get out there. Yeah, and, yeah, that's really so cool. Yeah. So, so I got a question mm-hmm. for you here, Jace. Have you ever traveled out of the state of Missouri to go bow fishing? So I have not yet done that. Okay. Um, really, I've been home mostly this year. We've started playing uh, at Silver Dollar City in Branson, like playing a oh, bunch throughout okay. the spring and oh, summer. Cool. Very cool. So I've actually gotten a chance to be home a lot, which has mm-hmm. just been awesome. So I haven't done very many trips where I've, wanted to take the bow fishing boat. Now, every winter we go down to South Texas and we play to the, the snowbirds down here, the winter Texas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we've got the ocean is like an hour away. Okay. And I've been listening to those episodes with Corey Brossman, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. About shooting stingrays. And it's just a matter of time now. There you go. <laughs> That's there very you go. cool. Yeah. Heck yeah. So, yeah, last last year I brought a bow down here, and I, I do a lot of wade fishing when I'm down here, saltwater fishing. Sure. And it's just incredible, like, on, on the right day, the water is so clear down here mm-hmm. that, like, you can see these schools of mullet that are, like, 100 fish. Yes. And th- these are not, like, two-inch long mullet, right? They're, like, 12 inches, 14 inches, like, yeah there's some big mullet out here mm-hmm. and I just even that, and you know, you do encounter the, the odd stingray when you're out wade fishing and you just try not to think about it Yeah, yep. as you see them go fluttering right next to you and you're walking yeah. out in the water. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just go, I'm not going to think about that. I'm just going to keep fishing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, the, the hope this year is to get a boat to keep down here oh. to do fishing and bow fishing from, there you go. So I've got, this is another one of those harebrained schemes that I've got Damien talked into. So <laughs> we can find the right deal. I'm thinking this winter, I'm going to hit it pretty hard with that. And then there's a, there's a spot not terribly far from here that's supposedly pretty good for alligator gar. So I'm really hoping, and I don't know how winter bow fishing is for alligator gar. I'm sure everyone would tell me it's no good, but uh, you know, there's a lot of people would say fall bow fishing is no good. That's yeah, exactly right. right. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. We were. You Derek, just gotta go out there and find out. Exactly. I, I know Derek and I were down in Texas in February a couple years mm-hmm. back, and shot um, some big buffs. We shot some tanks really? of smallmouth buffs, just yeah. some slobs, 50, 60 pound fish. And I remember um, 
the the guide saying that because we were we were asking him about alligator gar. Yep. And he did say that they uh-huh. usually are in deeper water this time of yep. year. Yep. And uh, just for reference, like okay. we didn't see any of any size, and we, we were out three any. or four nights at all. I mean, that doesn't mean that they're not there, but I know uh, right. he did say it's probably not the best time of year. But right, who knows? But we shot yeah, some. We shot some absolute giant smallmouth buffs. Yeah, some some buffs that I've never yeah. seen the likes of right. since then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess if I have to settle for 50 or 60 pound buffs, I guess I just will. Yeah, I guess that will work. I guess that's okay. <laughs> I yeah. guess. I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So were you guys in like North Texas, Mid Texas? Like where roughly in Texas were you? Tech was the name of the lake. The name, the, the, you, all right, we can give the, the well, lake. You don't, you don't have to tell me the spot. I just want to know the region. We stayed, and this this might give it away, but it, we stayed in a small town, and we were very close to a town, I believe, that was called Zavala, Texas. Yeah. Yep. yep. Zavala. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very cool. I got to yep. look that up and see where that is. And it's yep. a, so, it's like, a, where I am – go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and just it was a – it was a it's a – it's a big popular body of water it's a down large there. Large body that, of water that yeah. um, you can get away from people and the fish grow big. It's it's yeah. it can be a hunting hole if you know where to find the fish right. and you're down there in the right time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yep. So I would um, where we are in Texas is like the very southern part. So like way farther south than uh, where you guys were there. So I'm wondering if it because like today it's like 75 down here. Oh my gosh! Like oh wow. Yeah, and like last week it was like 82 one day. So I'm hoping that, I mean, like we're, I mean, we're literally down by like South Padre Island, Brownsville sort of area. Yep. So I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, maybe we're far enough south here that the fish won't be down too deep. Right, right. Water temp should keep them up. Time will tell, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's the next plan. But, uh, you know, as we travel, as we tour, you know, we, we actually, in the summer, a lot of times we'll end up in Wisconsin and Minnesota, and we'll go up in through Canada. They might be freaked out by bow fishing, but I remember this has been, let's see, it was the summer of 2018, I think, or maybe 2019. I, uh, I always try to bring a kayak with us on our tow vehicle when we're traveling. Mm-hmm. And uh, in like a week there, we had like a week off, and I fished like a different little lake like every day there in Wisconsin because you can do that. There. Yeah, cool. That's very cool. And it was incredible. Yeah. But I remember this one lake had this big shallow weedy flat that was like two feet of water. And just all day when I was out fishing there were just carp up there splashing like crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I kept thinking like, man, there must be something crazy going on. I should go over here and fish it. And I got over there and saw it was carp and I thought, <laughs> well, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. But uh I just can't stop thinking about that spot. So if we wind up close, yeah, I'll probably be getting the old bow fishing boat out for sure. Cause I end up buying a fishing license in like every state we go to pretty much like one year, my record year, I think for it, I bought like seven or eight fishing licenses. Oh my gosh. In one year. <laughs> oh yeah. So it's just a matter of time before I'm bow fishing out of Missouri. Right, for sure. right, 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 right. So let me ask you this, Jace. You know, you kind of mentioned you're looking for a boat to keep down there this year. You kind of are flirting with Stingray a little bit, but do you have any other big plans going to this upcoming year for bow fishing? Oh, you know, a hundred. Um, I talked to my brother-in-law into buying a bow fishing boat just like last month. Okay. So that we can have our own. Sure. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what. If you're interested in buying a bow fishing boat or a boat in general, now is the time. Oh, sure. it is a buyer's market mm-hmm. because no one is thinking about fishing. 
including myself. Right. And if you right. can just, if you can do that delayed gratification thing, it's like, okay, I'm going to buy this boat. I know I'm not going to use it for three or four months or right. for you guys like eight months until yeah. it's not winter anymore. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You can get a heck of a deal. And that's exactly what he did. Like we got this boat for basically the price of a platform. I mean, oh it was that gosh. good of a deal. It yes. was, it was wild. And it, nice. it, you know, had a few things wrong with it, but Nate's got his buddy working on it while we're down here playing music and stuff. And this spring it's going to be raring to go. So I'm planning on hitting several lakes this summer with that. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just kind of the main goal is to just get the boat out as much as possible. But that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's kind of the main plan. I, I always do like, you know, come, come spring, I've got, you know, shed hunting to do. Um, I'm going to try and actually prep my trees this year in March rather than in July so that I don't get debilitating poison ivy again. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Cause you know, they say it gets worse every time you get it. And this last time I got it, it was not good. It like made my face slow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be doing that. And then of course I'm going to be chasing Turkey in April and bow fishing as well. April is, is such a amazing time of year yeah. because you've got yeah. crappie to catch. You got turkeys to shoot. And yeah. bow fishing is on fire. Yeah. And uh, that keeps me from sleeping ever. There, so, you, there you go. Well, yeah. that sounds like you have a pretty darn busy schedule. Yeah. You, know, you got the music, oh, yeah. all the different hunting and fishing, and then you put in bow fishing, which you are a bit you by the bow fishing bug. Yep. I mean, that's just oh, awesome. Boy. That sounds like that's, a fun, fun lifestyle. It really is. Heck yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I, I'm super blessed to get to do like this. It's really incredible for sure. That's awesome. And uh, I count myself very lucky for it. Very Absolutely. Cool. Well, you know, we've, we've got Jace on here who's in a band and he's a musician. Mm-hmm. And um, next year on a Bullfishing Buzz, we always like to change up our our intro song, yes, our intro do. music. Yep, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're, we're thinking now. Now we're thinking. There you go. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you want to go for a, a bluegrass-style intro song, we there can pick you up for sure. That would be, yeah, that cool. would be very cool. And, Jace, just for everybody, yeah. what, was the name, what was the band name again? The band name is Lindley Creek. Lindley Creek. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Check yeah. it out. That's very cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, going to go there and check that out. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're on Spotify and Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, all that good stuff. So you can find us about anywhere. We're we're about to release a new single. This is some, some sneak peek info, I guess, um, that I really love. It's called Spring is in the Air. We're probably going to release it in, like, January or February, something like that. Okay. Um, which reality probably March, but <laughs> it's, uh, I just really love that song a lot. It just kind of talks about spring and it has all these beautiful visuals about, you know, things turning from winter to spring. And it always just, I always think about bow fishing when I think about that song cool. and turkey hunting. I, I actually talked to our producer. I was like, can we put like a bunch of sounds of like turkeys gobbling in this track? And <laughs> there you like, go. No. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so that dream got crushed a little bit, but you know, the thing is, <laughs> when we play it live, I'm just going to grab the old diaphragm call and do some yelps, you know, in the, just slightly off mic. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Give yep. a couple of little soft yeah. yelps yep. here and there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Perfect. That's cool. That's, That's cool. awesome. Well, Jace, yeah, yeah. man, we thank you for, 
first of all, contacting us. Yeah. And then, you know, taking the advice and going say, out there. Yeah. And, and my goodness, shooting five grassies, which... Uh, with a goal which, of one. Which a goal of one. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. then a couple yeah. giants out yeah. there for your fall bow fishing. And, and um, you know, giving that little advice that we put out there to use and yeah. and and thanks for letting us, us know and, yeah and letting us know about that oh experience, absolutely you know? yeah that thank you guys for what you do and having this podcast you know there are like no resources for beginner bow fishing people out yep. there yep. and uh well none besides you guys so i really appreciate uh you guys doing this and thanks for having me on it's a yeah man. it's a dream i'm just i'm glad i wasn't too starstruck to speak oh geez. i was a little worried about that oh you did great you, you were uh, fantastic awesome. you, were, you were great on the mic there jay so oh, well, we, we very you, much appreciate you. Yeah. you talking to us yes yes and uh, well yeah it was my pleasure for sure i was telling my wife i was like you know it's the weirdest thing i can meet like musical heroes i have had and and it's fine, but I like meet one person in the outdoor industry that I follow or whatever, and I almost pass out. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. like Derek. The, that, I was going to say, that was like been there. Derek, the first time he ever went to the ATA show and he yeah. saw Lee and Tiffany Lakoski. Oh, he just yeah. about oh, fell boy. over. He, yeah. he, he couldn't even walk. Well, and then, and he was then like a wet noodle. Matt brought T Bone <laughs> over. Matt brought oh, T Bone yeah. over to the booth oh, and he says, Hey, I'm Travis. And I just. <laughs> Derek. So I've been there. I've been yep, there. Yep, but that's yep. awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. But man, we wish you the best of luck on all your outdoor activities and yeah. adventures moving forward here, Jace. And um, with your you know musical going forward, Absolutely. your music going forward. Yeah. I'm gonna go check out your music right now. Yeah, I just looked it up here. I got you up yeah. on Instagram here, so we're definitely gonna have to take oh. a look at that. And um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty Fantastic. cool. Exactly. Thanks very much, guys. Yeah, you betcha. And take care and have a great Christmas and a happy New Year, Jace. All right, guys. Same to you. All right. Thank All right, you. Appreciate it. We'll see you. All righty. Bye. Bye. Well, that's cool. That's, that's very cool. cool. And I don't mean to, you know, I don't mean to, to toot our own horn, but it kind of, in, in his words, it's almost like, hey, I listen to this podcast about bow fishing in a time of year that's not usually looked at as the best time to go shoot fish. And we had one of the best outings that we've ever had. Right. That's very satisfying from the standpoint of you and me talking up it here. Is. It's like, well, that's cool. People are taking our advice and and going and putting it into practice and it's, it's paying off. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's very cool. And it's always, you, you never know, you never met somebody before. You never talked to them on the phone right. before. Right. I, I called Jace. Uh, I talked to him roughly 10 minutes before we started our podcast. Yeah. Just Otherwise, make sure we had going, a good connection. We're going in pretty cold good. here. We're going yeah. cold and to, you know, it's so cool to talk to fellow bullfishers out oh, yeah. there, you know, and, and yeah. stuff like that there and, and that are just getting started that are pretty new to the sport. Mm-hmm. Jason, we've been doing it for three years. Yep. You know, he's pretty new to the sport. He's always trying to go out and learn something yeah. also out there. Yeah, that's cool. You know, about the fish being on the points and halfway down the, the you know, the bay and then in the back of the bays and stuff like that there. Yeah. So, yeah. so really cool. One really thing, cool. Matt, I think we got to do the next time we're on a trip somewhere and we're struggling to find fish, we got to break out the old oatmeal cream pie. We might have to change up the old... Uh, Bananarama moon, moon pie. pie. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's a good luck mm-hmm. charm right there. You take it in the deer woods, too. That's well, a great deer you woods. had a... You had a big old dessert here at okay. 10 o'clock break today. You know what, what was that thing? Shout out to the Farm View Country Store. It's an Amish store. If yeah. they're listening, well, I don't know if they <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I don't think they'll be listening. But there is a little there's a little store out here by Stratford, Wisconsin here. They make their own in, imagine an oatmeal cream pie, okay? Imagine that in your head. They're delicious. Now imagine this on steroids three times. Now you're going to take out the oatmeal, you know, cookie portion of it and just make it Two inches thick on either side of chocolate brownie cake. 
<laughs> all right, and now quadruple the amount of frosting. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I got to eat at break today. They, they are fantastic. Maybe we'll have to bring some of those along on our next ball fishing trip. They're, and, they're and pretty for good. For those of you that don't know, every time when we have a break, if you look in Derek's office, he's doing push-ups. <laughs> all right, he's in there doing push-ups. So I saw that thing wrapped on top of the refrigerator today, and it was like six inches thick. <laughs> Probably like 3,000 calories, yeah. honestly. I said, holy cow, Schmitty. I said, you're going to need to do 25 push-ups eating this thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's what I have to do. I have to do those push-ups yeah. every break so I can eat uh, yeah. eat a six-inch big old chocolate cream pie. So That's funny. Yeah. Um, also, don't forget that right now on the Boat Fishing Association of America's Facebook page, they're doing auctions. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, guided boat fishing trips and other duck hunts and other hunts out there right yep. now that you can go out there and bid on. Yep. Um, on the boat fishing or the world's boat fishing uh, championships Facebook page they have so far they have raised over ten thousand dollars. Cow Justin Cook and his crew. That's awesome. That's for next Justin. year's world's tournament. Yep. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very they have cool. um they have um these they had a couple of waffle raffles here. Yep. And uh that went over very well for them. So um yeah if you're looking for something uh to go on some type of trip yet you can bid on go over to the BA Facebook page. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and put some bids in for that. And something else, too, guys, just as we wrap it up here, make sure to check out all of our new products. We're yeah. all very excited about this. We put a lot of time and effort into here. They're, they're going to be quality AMS and Mega Mouth products, so that you know that's going to entail that, that Ringle Bow we talked about, the new Sport Retriever, the Sport Combo, and, yep. of course, that Quad Lock on the Mega Mouth side of things is going to be a fantastic point. So check them out. That's right. So from all of us here at AMS Bow Fishing and Mega Mouth Bow Fishing as well, Aim low, think big, and along with that, Schmitty, yes, we all want to wish all of you out there a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you to all of you out there who support AMS Bowfishing, Megamoth Bowfishing, and the sport of bowfishing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, guys. We're doing absolutely. A, we're having a blast up here, and it's all thanks to you guys. So, uh, Have a blessed Christmas. We'll talk to you next month. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next year. That's why you brought that out here. He's playing the air guitar on the new Ringo Bowl. This this looks rehearsed. I think he practiced this. (laughs) See you later, everybody. Thanks for listening, guys.